Hello, everybody. Welcome to Retro Relevance, which is an extension of Chan It Down Radio. And this is showcasing an older episode. And I do this because uh, a lot of people don't dig through the archives, and I understand why. But on this show, I've made a lot of shows that matter even now. And I do get sick of one thing in society is everybody goes for the newest episode thinking it's the best. And they never go back into the archives and listen to the other stuff. There's treasures in Chenet Down Radio that stand out here and there. And that's why I'm showcasing them here on Retro Relevance, which is just bringing you an older episode. Just because it's older doesn't mean it's not good. In some cases, yeah, they aren't as good because of maybe my broadcasting skills or whatever. But Set it aside. This is uh, episode 54 I'm going to showcase for you back in April of 2015. So I've been doing this for nine years almost. And uh, so I got a, a, a lot of stuff in the archives. And this is the journey home part for nomadism. And so what it's all about is basically giving you an episode that uh, – that matters now, and this is a good storytelling episode. It comes from a time in my life around uh, 1999 when I first found out the truth and a, and a little uh, hitchhiking journey that I went on that, uh, that landed me in some strange places, and I hope you'll enjoy the story. It kind of just uh, gives you an idea of, of what you can do as a person who just doesn't do the normal thing in the situations you get into that you would never get into in normal life working the eight to five. So that's kind of what this is about. It's a fun episode just to sit back and listen to if you've never heard it before. I know a lot of you diehard Chin It Down radio listeners would have already heard it and you know you could skip this if you want. The problem with in these with these older episodes, I would say it, it was back in the day when I worked with Blog Talk Radio, and they had you actually talk on a landline for that for that system, and so the audio is never as good. But whatever, it's it's old and it's all good. And the other thing is, is in those days, I would ramble a little bit before I got straight into the topic, and I hate doing that now. As you'll notice, I try to get straight into the topic with my shows and waste no time because I don't really like listening to a lot of filler in between uh, when I listen to a podcast, but it's okay. Uh, this one, you know, you I probably don't get into the subject as much till about maybe 15 minutes in, but it's not that you can't listen to the beginning. It's fine. I would, you know, and um, another thing is you get to hear my crappy intro music that I used to have, um, and well, we'll be upgrading that again soon, but anyway, um, it is... Uh, what it is, it was made in April of 2015, showcasing a little journey, and I hope you enjoy it. And uh, be sure to subscribe to Channel Down Radio if you haven't on sites, and comment, and share, and spread the word. Be giving you new episodes shortly too. So this is just one in the mix of retro relevance. <laughs> Chant it down, look, human life in a tight crunch, hypnotized 9 to 5 
all the fallacies Shut it down, you've been lied Shut it down, we be right Can't we mend them on the side With like a lamp or shed the light Do it Live from the Hawaiian Islands It's Shut It Down Radio With your host, Loomis, the people beyond Break it down, shut it down, look 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 revolution is those who choose to become free, those who choose not to go with the system as much as possible, those who decided not to work in corporate cubicles, those who see something beyond, that there's a reason the way things are. They know that the matrix around them is not the end all, and it is indeed an artificial world created to try to hide the miraculous world beyond. Welcome to Chant It Down Radio once again, where we deprogram from the deep program. And uh, I'm Loomis, your host, and this is episode 54. Welcome back again um, to listening. I've been here and there. Uh, yes, the show has been, you know, irregular again, and I'm dropping in for a random right now. And I've been busy and, and not following my normal everyday other Thursday Hawaiian time slot to... You know, too many adventures, doing too many little things here and there, too much going on. And that's okay, though. I, I've been having fun and uh, just couldn't line up a show being that busy. And, and that's just some way sometimes things are. And I, I do like to keep on a, a regular um, slot that I've been trying to fulfill for a while here and, and trying to come through. And, well, it seemed like it worked for about... Uh, a month, but I'll try to get back on that again, but this is a random here, this is just dropping in for a little different here, a random episode that uh, I thought I would do just because I was in the mood and I had the time and it opened up for me, and I'm like, well, might as well try, so uh, welcome back to Channel Down Radio, and um, hopefully you caught the last episode with Sun Talk, uh, Sun 2K, Lots of lots of wisdom shared. I I, uh, I had him on episode two when I first started doing the show, and uh, if you go back in the archives, you can watch or catch that as well. Um, can't watch it yet. I like to put these on YouTube, sure, but there's you know there's there's a lot to listen to there. Um, he's he's got lots of great things to share, and I'll have him back on again soon. So um, you know we'll, I'll have him more as a regular kind of guest on the show, you know to to share. You know, very, very uh, awake mind and, and like-minded, too, to, to add in a lot to this uh, complex tapestry of information that has been being thrown at us our whole lives and trying to make sense of it here and on Channel Down Radio. However, you know, I've noticed since I finished the series of shows, the system tentacles, um, my listenership has gone down. And I'm, I'm not sure what that's all about. I've, I've really decided that, uh, you know, dedicated a lot more to the last episodes um, since, um, at least on the solution tip, you know. Um, this is more of a looser series of shows called the People Beyond series that I've been trying to do here and there, and it's not as maybe well-defined, but this goes over... Um, you know, uh, the discovery of who we are without the system and, and design for solutions to this mess. And there are solutions, too, in the system's tentacles series, so I'm, always, I'm not just pointing out the problems, too, which are also good to listen to. And I always say, always listen to the archives, and you can get a lot out of there, I think. Um, 
but it's uh, it's important to uh, realize. I don't understand. You know, maybe maybe people don't like to hear the solutions. I I don't know. I I feel that the last mini series called the Life Force is vital information. That's that's episodes 48, 49, and 52. So check them out if you have not, uh, so you can understand uh, the uh, the whole miraculous life force, which I'll kind of just be continuing to, to chisel at um, here and there, including with this episode, I plan to kind of get into that um, a little bit. But this one is, is kind of one on its own here, and I'll get into the subject matter um, in a little bit. But if you enjoy this show, spread the word as much as you can. I'd, I'd like to get the information to a wider audience. I, I, I'm shit with promotion, you know, to be honest uh, and blunt. But also the Internet is so oversaturated with everything. I mean, um, th- there's, there's so much. Everyone misses just because there's so much on the Internet, and, and it's hard to narrow down, and, and we, we miss things, you know, stuff that I'm sure lots of people would want, and I would want if... I only knew, and if they only knew. So there's a lot on the Internet. But if you like what I'm talking about, the subject matter here, and, and you know what I've been covering for a long time, what the show's all about, then please spread the word. So, friends, you know, this, this show is for everyone from beginners to the information and looking at this, this uh, situation on planet Earth, all the way to those that, that already know what's going on. I try to format it for everybody so they can understand it. And if it's review, it's great because it's nice to hear the information in, in another place or all the way from the beginning and, and not understanding much what's going on, you know, and, and it's, a good, it's a good way to kind of get some information. And I, I'm just offering a little bit of, of my piece of the puzzle. Everybody's got a little piece, and here's my piece, and I think a lot of people um, benefit from, from getting multiple pieces of the puzzle and putting it together. And I'm, I'm just nothing special here. I just share my information. But if you like the show, please, um, you know, spread the word as much as you can. And, and uh, it's, it's always good to have that little... A handy mobile chant down with you. The the show, put it on your your phone or or something. Listen to it on the way to work. That kind of thing. Um, listen to it at work on your break. Those kind of things are fun to do because it helps you get in the right mindset when you're not in the place that um, pushes that mindset when you're in the regular system with the systemites. And so thank you so much for listening and support, though. Those of you who have, have stuck around and, you know, maybe I scared people off uh, with the ladder system test, te- tentacle series where we, you know, got into more of the, the, the dissecting of civilization and anti-government and authority and all that. Maybe that's just too much for people. They can't handle. I don't know. But it, it definitely, you know, I don't, I don't look at my that's very often but i was realizing like wait a minute where did everybody go uh you know i'm actually getting into more of the the solid solutions now and um maybe maybe uh people don't like it you know and you don't have to like me i'm just another voice out there and i don't really care this is not a popularity contest at all but um you know i don't make any money off of this and won't even with a bigger audience. It's about spreading information so it reaches more, and and it, and it opens up conversation pieces all over the place. So that 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 is that's what it is. It's about spreading the the, the information and 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 uh, you know use use what you can, discard the rest. Just like it, just like um, uh, you know you you should be an autodidact, which many people are not. But you know on the internet there's so much and. Yeah, on the topic of the internet, I thought I'd 
I chime in on some thoughts recently I had while adventuring primarily without it. I, um, it, it's just becoming more and more obvious to me as I, as I kind of like separated from things and, and did, did my own travels and, and, uh, and, I, and I, I see how the elite want it and understanding how they, they have crafted a world of comfort and reliance on it, I see how addicted the masses are to it. So, so over the years, it's obvious to me that they want everyone to have a phone or a device or something to connect to the Internet, some kind of device. Notice, notice how they made the last iPhones, for example. Uh, not, not the... Uh, Six or I guess it'd be the five C. If you if you know, everybody's got an iPhone, just about or or Samsung, one of those two, usually or some cheap I- imitation, and they all get on the internet. But notice how the last iPhone five C, they made it all colorful, so it appealed to 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 more more kids. They they want that. See, they want everybody on these devices, and it seems like it's just an innocent thing, and it's part of society. But that's the whole thing. Is it's um. It's, uh, well, it's, it's their ultimate tool. You know, TV still is, too. TV, I mean, definitely is, is the ultimate brainwash tool. But with this one, they can track you so well. And the main thing here, though, is addiction and comfort. Because yeah, the Internet can be used for good, too. But uh, I'm, I'm, see, I'm seeing the addiction side of things, too, that are um, really... Really, uh, it's it's just the the constant. Uh, everywhere I go, I see everybody on it, and I I see I see this constant uh, reliance on it, and 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 taking it for granted. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, kids grew up with the internet. They they don't know the world without it. Kids these days, right? I mean, everyone now is accustomed to life with it, and I constantly hear people like. What would we do without the internet? And I too, I'm addicted to it. What, what, what do I do when I get home? I, I check my emails and I go online, and you know the world's information's all in one place. So it, it's, so it's so convenient, and everyone's hooked from YouTube to their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, to whatever they want. You know, all this stuff. Everybody's so hooked on it, right? Take it away, and everyone's going to want it back. And make a nice story up like the terrorists took it out the satellites or the grid, and you have the world backing up a war. And because it, it just got personal with them, they took away your internet, right? Uh, and so, see, I see that. I see, I see the situation here. And it's becoming more obvious to me that they want everybody on devices on the internet, and you know how, how wonderful it is. And it is a great tool. It's a great tool. I wouldn't be doing this show. Simple as that. It wouldn't be on if we didn't have the internet. But I, it is, it is uh, something. It's one of those double-edged sword things. But I see it, and how how convenient is is it too? Is it to bring in the chip? You know, mentioned many times before on the show. But, but people will take the chip to get the internet back, especially the kids of the 21st century that grew up without it, with with the internet. They, you know, that's all they know. Take that away. Well, you know, it's going to be a massive change for for these people. And and sure, here here take the chip. Just get the, the internet, the new internet. It's even better than the last one. You know that kind of thing. So, I mean, look around at kids. They're always on these devices. And 
And they got us nice and good with that one, you know? I'm just throwing out what I see. And, you know, that's what I do on Channel Down Radios. I, I throw out what I see, and I, I filter it, I, you know, I go through my filter, and, and it comes back out. And, and, you know, the Internet is great, too. Don't get me wrong. But give, give you, I, I give you a, a show like this warning you about it, and, and uh, that just maybe can help you a little bit. But that is what I see, and I, I have been seeing. And, and this is something we, we must watch carefully. Don't get too consumed by it. You know, utilize the good and remember what's on earth besides the digital domain, the digital reality. And that's, and, and that's um, you know, just something I wanted to kind of get out there because I, I see the reliance on it. It's a, it's a real, anything that creates comfort and reliance is, is usually in, the, um, in their favor because now they got you. See? And you don't want to be gotten. You want to, you want to have one foot in, one foot out, and there's a little mastery to this whole thing. And it, and so that was just a little rant I wanted to go on for a bit here, just to give you a little a little uh, trail to go down and think about for a little bit. Uh, let's see. So I am not going to take callers tonight because I have no way of taking callers. My my uh, <laughs> um, yeah, my screen doesn't show. I don't even know if I'm broadcasting, but I assume I am. Uh, I don't have any way to know if I had callers. So being that it is late in Hawaiian time, uh, which is you know, 9.45 Hawaiian time, that's pretty late in the world. And so uh, I'm assuming that not many would be listening and, and uh, wanting to call in. And even when I do a call-in show, everybody that writes me and wants to call in never calls in. So there, uh here I am, but uh, tonight the topic is nomadism. I would, I, I like to call it nomadicism, which I'll get into here. And and it's it's time to get back to basics, and it's time to go on journeys, because the real revolution is those who choose to become free, those who choose not to go with the system as much as possible, those who decided not to work in corporate cubicles to make their own, you know, those that want to make their own, uh, those who decided not to go with the trappings of society, those who choose not to go too far in debt, those who don't mind trading in their comfort to wake up on the earth floor, you know, not, not many take this road. Most people who, who don't fit into the system and its programming fall in the many pitfalls and tragedies that the system has for you. Yes, tragedies, many tragic stories. And so, and, and see, like drugs and alcohol are right there conveniently for you to help numb the pain of not having community of like minds, a community that loves you, a community that cares, your tribe. And that's so important, as I, as I had um, Sun Talk on the last show, talking about, you know, finding your tribe again. And... That's so, so important. That's, that's just like, that hits home because that's it. We, we need to be finding our tribe, a community of like minds. But, uh, yeah, the problem is, is, is there's, there's uh, not many places for people to fit in um, when they don't fit in the system and its programming. And most people don't take it any farther than even knowing that, it, that a lot of people don't even know it is programming, you know. And, uh, and they've given us very little choice but to go with their agenda and monetary system. 
And those that don't, well, they become isolated, alone, and sometimes lose their minds. They become the homeless on the streets, that, that guy you see walking by talking to himself. You know, that happens. It happens through um, no community, and it happens through, you know, tragic stories that that people fall to the wayside and they can't get back up. Whatever, whatever happens, you know, whether it's... Um, addiction to substances which which is largely due to a cover-up you know and um it's it's a it's a, a partly it's it's a way of of uh, numbing the pain but then it's a way of losing your mind and so there you go down there and so it's it's a real fine line human i'm talking about here but this is the human that we want to be the nomadic human and and i'll explain here I mean, because there's the bummy crowd too. You know, um, you don't fit in the system. You don't belong there. You don't. You don't um, have a place. You just feel very disjointed and, and not part of that. But then there's the bummy crowd. All the trappings of that too. Those that don't want to work and they get lazy. Those that want to just get wasted all the time and party because work sucks. And these are the beginnings of the path of losing it. And and so it's a fine line here, and you'll find plenty of those loser types in, in this bubble, you know. And instead of making use of their time, they're just waiting to scrounge money for the next beer, you know, sack of weed, or eight ball of coke, dime bag of ice, you know, can't wait to melt down that heroin. <laughs> so that's not it. I'm, I'm talking about a type of human on a quest, a journey, the nomadic journeyer. And... And uh, those that seek the ever-changing horizon. So I'm talking about a human that is and has been breaking out for a while now in tiny little bits here and there. But this is the, the trail. This is the way to the new existence. Let me, let me tell you a little story here. Let me, let me tell you a little, a little story of some nomadic journey in my life here. And... and uh, this this will kind of go in good with the subject matter and 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 then you know just kind of give give a, a, another idea of, of the look of the adventure you know the the exploration which I've done before and this this show here is <clears throat> I forgot to mention a continuation of other talks I've done called the journey and the journey is is with um, is is the 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 way out, and I think this would be journey, the journey part four. One of the great guests I did have on to to discuss this with with the show was Freeman. And if you don't know Freeman Fly, well, you know, get, look up his material, and uh, he's he's a real great host. So, uh, but I got, I got to have him on episode twenty two, I think it is, and that was the last place I left off with the journey. But this is sort of where the journey meets the talks I've been having earlier, the life force. So it's kind of a merging of of two series of shows here on the the um, on this the topic of solutions the people beyond series it's a it's a it's a merging of two mini series so it can be um you know used as as an ultimate solution but yeah so let's go back you know i'm i'm uh i went through a few years of my life where i just wanted to be free i didn't want to work and i just wanted to do what i wanted to do and i wanted to be creative 
Um, it's not that I was, I didn't have any ambition, and I wasn't, you know, getting high all day and just getting wasted. I had plenty of ambition, but the world didn't want me to do the creative endeavors that I had heartfelt creative endeavors in, in mind. So I went out on a limb, and I've told some of these stories and bits here on the air. I'm sure you can catch in, in different episodes. Um, but in this particular time, which was uh, 1999, I lived on my friend's couch for a few months. I, you know, ever ever been the third wheel? It's It's like... The worst thing ever. I, li- I lived with my friend and his girlfriend at the time, and it was hard. You just don't feel like you can you can hang out. The lovers are in their bubble, and then there's you. And yeah, you just you start to question too. You question yourself. You get you question. You should go. You're like, hmm, should I go out and find a relationship too, and so I can be like my friend, and then we could you know have that double date sort of thing, you know, and, and it makes you think that way being the third wheel. But at this point in my life, I was pretty clear on what I wanted and I didn't want to be in a relationship. So I, I set out as much as possible on my solo hitchhiking journey. So they didn't have a car. So it, it naturally um, pushed me into a position where I had to rely on, on uh, getting places by hitchhiking, which you, uh, you know, you can't do everywhere, but at, at this time, I was living on the big island of Hawaii, and so um, I now live on Oahu, but the big island is, you know, a lot bigger in size, and there's, there's still, you can still hitchhike over there, at least, at least at this point in time, you could, and I was down and out, so I couldn't afford the extra bedroom in the place I was staying in, so I could only be on the couch and the extra room became this revolving door of different guests and characters who who rented for like a month or two at a time and and you know for those that don't know i live in hawaii and hawaii's rent is very expensive if you didn't know it i i was over it at the time i was just over working so hard to pay bills and then having no time left over to create so i wanted to do what i wanted to do and so i chose the couch it wasn't easy but during this time, there and I've told some of this story before, but I, I, uh, during this time, this revolving door, one of the renters, um, one renter for a month or two was a guy I met named Sherman, and I've mentioned him, you know, before, but he was a really high up man in the USDA. He was the first to tell me the truth and about the whole New World Order and everything to do with what's really going on on planet Earth. And he broke down every aspect of our lives to help me understand so much during the time I lived with him. It was, it was insane. Um, and his purpose in renting the room, because he was a lot older um, than us, uh, you know, uh, his, his purpose in renting the room was to build a, himself a house for his family and escape the organization he had belonged to. He was an insider, and, and, a, and he was a living... And living proof of what many call, you know, conspiracies. And this was 16 years ago, um, you know, 99. So when I lived with him, he broke down life and everything he said resonated with all the previous experience I had, I had been through before to help me realize that my subconscious was right. You know, all these little things in my, my head, like, all just clicked together and made sense after he told me what was really going on um, uh, in the world. And uh, it was amazing, you know. And 
it, you know, because at the time I knew there was something wrong with the world, but I couldn't place a finger on it completely. But see, this this story isn't about Sherman, although he helped me tremendously, and he broke down so much amazing stuff that you know changed me forever. And and you know, he was like probably forty five, and I was like uh, probably about uh, what was I twenty one, twenty something like that. So. Yeah, it was it was a while ago. Um but uh getting back to my 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 hitchhiking. So so one day I went out and I hitchhiked and you know this was during the time of that Sherman was living with me, but I hitchhiked and I got a ride with some lady who claimed that she was Janet Jackson's bass player. And uh her and about three others, they they were going to a party on the beach and I thought I might want to go, so why not? I thought I, all I all I went out to do was go on an adventure that takes me wherever, and I, I was just open to the free adventure. Wanted to get away from my friend and his girlfriend, who who you know, even though Sherman was there, he wasn't there a lot, so I still was that third wheel. And I was like, well, why not? You know, let's go on an adventure to wherever. And and there were a couple other passengers in the car. Um, one guy, this guy, he looked like. Uh, uh, a version, uh, a black man version of of Lurch from the Adams Family, you know, uh, huge, tall guy, just quiet. And and then there was another lady back there too. Um, something was kind of weird about it, but hey, you know, I just couldn't quite catch what was going on. It, it takes a while, and you know, and and uh, these these people were all older than me by probably twenty years or so, and. Uh, the, the the lady was driving pretty reckless, and we were, you know, driving normal on the highway, but still kind of swerving, and she'd been drinking. I could smell it on her. And um, then we're driving normal on the highway. Then all of a sudden, she turns down this dirt road, you know, just screeches down this dirt road through the Kiave bushes, and we drive along a long road, dirt road, dusty dirt road, um, to the beach, and it, and and with the Big Island, it's a big island, and so you know, this this road, the highway, is actually pretty far up from the actual beach. So she just screeches down this road, and it's rough and bumpy, and she doesn't know how to drive off road. She just, you know, she's kind of crazy. So, um, and she kept she kept rambling. I remember she kept ram- rambling. Uh, about how her neighbor in Beverly Hills is Whitney Houston, and that Whitney has a coke problem. And I was pretty sure that these people had coke problems too. Something was off, but I didn't know what it was. But yeah, anyway, I, I wasn't sure if this lady was a complete liar too. But you know, you just never know what what to expect when you go hitchhiking. And we got down to an oasis of an otherwise really dry terrain, you know, because these regions on the Big Island on the Kona side only get about around five inches of rain a year. And, and you know, there's microclimates on the Hawaiian Islands. So even though that area gets five inches a year, the other parts of the Big Island above the town of Hilo get about 300 inches a year. So it's totally different over there. But where I was was dry, dusty terrain. And, um, you know, um, we, we get... When we got got out, there wasn't really much of a party. There were just a few few people. They were sitting around a cooler full of beer. They had a, a boombox, you know. Um, but 
that wasn't good enough for Janet Jackson's bass player. So she pulls up her car closer to where we are all sitting to blast the music loud from her her rental car. That's what she had. It was a rental car. You know, these were tourists. You know, just having having some fun um, off the beaten path, obviously, because I'd never even been to this beach. I was like, okay, didn't know this place was here. So, um, you know, we get down there and and. Uh, get to the beach and she has this her car just pounding music so loud you couldn't even have a conversation and and uh so the the sun was going to set pretty soon so i i enjoyed a few more beers i i started to feel more like me and i i realized these people were kind of idiots the conversations were about superficial bullshit as usual but um being so so deepened over the years from recently meeting Sherman and taking psychedelics and so much in my life already, I could see right through them. I was just like, wow. But I just wanted to try this ganja they kept talking about. They they brought out a big bag of weed. They thought they they bought it from some local guy and and somebody rolled a joint and it's terrible. It's terrible weed. It's bottom of the barrel. You know, I was like, ah oh, man. I can't believe they were bragging about this stuff. It was it was seedy and stemmy, and I didn't really care to tell them that they got ripped off. So I, I rolled a joint of some decent stuff and passed it around. And the, the funny thing is, is these people really didn't even notice that my stuff was way more quality and decent than what they had. But whatever, you know. I just didn't want to. I mean, that their stuff was like maybe it wasn't even ganja. But it was getting darker, and I decided to build a fire. I felt like that that was the, the appropriate thing. And the funny thing is that I felt like they, they thought I was a magical person because I, I could make a fire out of dry twigs and leaves and newspaper, you know. It's like, I had a lighter. It's not that big of a deal. But yeah, anyway, as time went on, these people were getting drunker, and I realized, yeah, you know, I just realized that something a sober ride to even the highway was not going to happen. I was like, hmm, yeah, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, that that was just like not going to be the answer to get out of there. But I was kind of trapped because it was a really far walk. It was getting dark and I was thinking, what am I going to do? I don't want to hang out with these people. And that's when Janet Jackson's bass player broke out a glass pipe. And this was not, uh, you know, not quite a normal pipe and she started smoking ice, or at least that's what I thought it was, and uh, she burned the outside of the pipe and heated up some chemical. could have been crack, but um, I know that out here in Hawaii, people smoke ice, and so I figured it must have been some ice she got from somewhere, and they they passed that around, and I passed that one up. Like, no, that's all right, you know, not into it. Luckily, they didn't really care if I, I wanted it or not, so, um, but... I begin to feel really uncomfortable as the vibe changed quickly. I, you know, because when you when you pass around ice, it's not quite the same vibe as the ganja. I don't even, even want to put the two in the same room. Funny, but I began to really feel uncomfortable, and and the lady started getting a little riled up, and and then she said out loud, "Everybody, somebody is going to give me head before the night is up." I hope all of you will. 
And uh, that was pretty weird. And it was time to leave, I thought. I should, I should have never gotten that car. I was thinking. I, I was far, you know, um, I, was, I was just, uh, it, was, it was far to the highway, but I was just like, man, I'm going to go. I don't really care anymore, you know. Um, this is nothing I wanted anything to do with. And so, but I just sort of acted like I was going to use the bushes and pee. But I walked away. And the funny thing is, is nobody ever noticed. Nobody never noticed right away. And, and that was my ninja move in, in my stone drunk state. So I was out of there. And, uh, but see, I ended up walking through dense, thorny Kaave trees. If you don't know what Kaave is, it's another name for that is Algaroba. And it's a, a tree originally from Africa, brought into Hawaii, um, because, well, one of the stories is they brought it here to these sharp thorns so the Hawaiians would start wearing shoes. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it was introduced by one preacher here. And these are like inch-long thorns sometimes, and they have poison in them, and they inject poison into your foot when you step on them. It's horrific. So this is at night, and um, it was pitch dark, and I, and I was... And all I had was this little flashlight on my keychain. And it was, you know, so dark, and and I'm scratched by these Kaave thorns, and I was just hating it. But, you know, it was, it, it was this little light I had, at least, was sufficient enough while I was in thick trees. Then, then I came to a clearing, and it seemed like at this point my eyes adjusted to the darkness a little bit. I could start to see... And I could see enough to get around a little. And uh, I could see the highway was off in the distance. I could see headlights probably about four miles away. And I said, like, okay, well, there it is. I'm going. I'm going to do it. And I, I started to stumble on big rocks. And I felt like I needed my light again because I couldn't see where I was going. So I, so I turned it on, and I realized that I'd been stumbling over tombstones. And I was... Uh, it was it was an old crumbly graveyard that had been long forgotten, and most of the names on it were in um, Chinese and and um, I think Korean, and so and and so that freaked me out. Nothing I wanted to do with you know in pitch darkness in the middle of nowhere, it freaked me out. So yeah, I suddenly wouldn't have minded being back with Janet Janet Jackson bass player and friends again I almost felt like hmm maybe uh, that would have been better so I ran like crazy and uh, I was making loud noises um, maybe to scare spirits away I, I don't know and put yourself in that position because yeah yeah, you can say well you know that's kind of a, a, a ridiculous thing to do but um, I just felt like well that I mean put yourself in that position and and think about, imagine how it felt to see graves in pitch darkness and alone in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I, th I even think I moved a loose tombstone by running into it. I remember something crackling or, you know, like something moving. Uh, I had ran, you know, far. That I just ran off, and I just felt like if I just made a lot of noise, um, a lot of, like, howling noise, that whatever it was would go away and so i was i was scared you know and uh so i ran really deep into the trees again and until suddenly i ran into a vicious sounding dog barking close 
and uh, you know the dog was just like rawr, 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 rawr. and I was I was uh, thinking oh geez you know what and the worst part is I, I couldn't tell how close it was or where it was in front of me it was it sounded you know maybe like five feet away but it was just so dark couldn't really tell you know the nice on a night if the moon was out but it kept barking and then suddenly I have a flashlight in my eyes and um even if it was some crazy murder I was I was happy to be near human presence uh than those cold crumbly graves and this guy was like who's there and I was just like I'll oh, just pass it through trying to trying to get up to the highway and, and the guy was like well you really scared me and you know, I was thinking, like, well, I really scared him. I was scared, you know, but turns out, I guess, all the noise I made or something, you know, he must have heard it from far away. Who knows? But his dog instantly became friendly, and, and he wasn't ferocious as, as he sounded. I, I realized he was like this uh, cocker spaniel dog or something something like that. I don't know my breeds of dogs in the dark, but uh, it was not your um, your vicious dog after all. So it was immediately relieving, and so um, it was nice to actually just get away from a dark, cold, crumbly graveyard and thorny trees. So, um, you know, uh, I told him my story, and that's what happened, and I, I, he began to laugh hard. This guy... He had a good sense of humor because he began to laugh hard, and I began to realize how funny it was too. And I, you know, I started laughing, and it was like, wow, you know. And and so he he brought up the fact that society had been degraded, and that most people don't know what's going on. And then I was like, wow, this struck a familiar chord in me because I began to run through, I uh, you know I I I remember I began to run through all the things that Sherman had told me. I knew. I knew what was going on, and I remember being like, you know, to him, uh, this guy I just met here. I was, I remember being like, there's a, there's a group of people running the planet behind the scenes. They're keeping all of us down and dysfunctional, so, so we don't know what's going on. And he said to me, "Oh, you mean the Zionists?" And at the time, I didn't know what that was, so I was like, "Yeah, I guess." And he began to explain how the same force is hiding behind the Zionist movement. And and this sparked probably an hour-long conversation. It was so refreshing, you know, to find somebody else that knew about my freshly new mind-blowing information that I'd just been given, you know, probably even that same week. I can't remember, you know, but it was, you know, fresh, new, amazing information. And, and so um, the guy, this guy in the dark, he, the guy lived in a camper on the back of a truck out there in deep Kaave trees with his dog. And the uh, reason why is he said he got sick of paying rent and figured he was better off living like this in case something crazy goes down with Y2K. And so this guy knew a lot, too. And... At the time, Y2K was the, you know, thing that maybe was going to happen. This was like the, the next, you know, big world catastrophe. People kind of thought that you know, the computers were going to all crash and all that. Well, 
you know, he had he had a good reason, I guess, for that. His camper was full of old books, and 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 it was uh, in a dimly lit but cozy space. And he had a generator helping him out there, and and um, it was time for me to go. You know, after about an hour talk, I w- it was so amazing to to even um, just come across this, but. It was time for me to go, and, and he before I left, he gave me a book that was falling apart, and it, it had tape on it, and it was Graham Hancock's Fingerprints of the Gods. And so, um, at the time, I'd never heard of it, and thought, all right, well, that's cool. And and uh, supposedly it had something to do with with uh, what everything we were talking about, so I was, like, stoked. I was happy to get this falling apart book. So... Um, he showed me how to get up to the main highway, and it wasn't too much further. So, And then when I got home, I couldn't believe all that had happened. The next morning, I got up, and I thought, was that a dream? I couldn't believe that that had happened. And Sherman, the man, you know, former USDA guy, was still living there at the time, and, and Sherman was, and, and he said that none of that happened by accident, that I was meant to read that book. And uh, and I was really excited because here I'd found, you know, another person that knew exactly what he had shown me, too. And so synchronicity is amazing like that. It really is. Um, I was able to go in such a roundabout way to go to some beach party and meet some crazy people that repulsed me so bad that I found some back road network through the trees to find that that guy to give me a book that changed my life forever. And in addition, uh, Sherman himself, he gave me two must-reads before I never saw him again. Um, and one was Behold a Pale Horse and uh, Committee of 300. Both life-changing books also, and I, I would strongly recommend reading those books, as well as Graham Hancock's Fingerprints of the Gods. So, um, See, it's these types of journeys that give you what you need that you that you never thought you needed, and and that's so important. And and uh, it's it's allowing yourself to let go, and possibly put yourself in a situation that may even cause you harm and get you out of your comfort zone. And that's the thing is a lot of people are not willing to leave their comfort zone and put themselves in a position where they may be at harm. But that's the whole thing. And and I've gone over on this show many times about how, um, you know, the anarchist perspective and, and how we don't need a government and we don't need an authority in our lives. We need to be free humans that govern ourselves with the right, you know, morality intact in, in us, which would be, you know, natural law and, and nature's laws. And I've, I've said it before, and I, I, it's, again, it's like, you know what? It would be better if I would rather take the possibility of, of not having uh, a built-up society with roads to drive cars on and, and, and safety, quote-unquote safety, from other people because I would actually take that little element of danger over the fact that um, I could be free. I mean, I would take those elements of danger just so I could be free. And that's the thing. I want to be free. And so, and so, but that's another thing 
is to just think about it. Life needs that little element of danger. It needs that.